This is the Simi Sarah Show On Demand. Subscribe now on iTunes. Listen to the show each weekday 10 to 2 on 980 CKNW and through the Radio Player app. As we get closer to a federal election this fall, I think voters should get ready for a major debate on gun control. The Justin Trudeau government clearly putting this one on the agenda over the last few days. Bill Blair, the federal cabinet minister responsible on this file, says no options have been taken off the table as the government considers measures to clamp down on guns designed to hunt people, in the words of the minister. We're talking about handguns, maybe assault-style rifles or military weapons the minister says these guns are designed to hunt people not animals could we see a proposed ban on these weapons in canada we talked about this issue earlier this week on the show i spoke to rod giltaka from the canadian coalition of firearms rights of course they're concerned about these remarks from the federal government here's what giltaka told me i think it's terrible and uh, Bill Blair was the police chief in, uh, in Toronto for a long time. He knows better than this, but he's now become a politician. Uh, the minister of, um, I can't remember his title, it's long, and, uh, and, <laughs> and no one's had that title before, but it's, he's really propagandizing now. And unfortunately uh, for him, real leadership, uh, especially on something like the firearm file, requires honesty and courage and not the opposite. Okay, let's get the other side of it now with my guest, Wendy Souk here. She is the president of the Coalition for Gun Control in Canada. I'm very pleased to welcome her back to the show. Hi, Wendy. Hi. Thanks a lot for coming on. What do you think about uh, Bill Blair's comments on this file the last few days? Well, I I would actually say exactly the opposite, that precisely because he's been a chief of police, he knows the facts, he knows the difference between the rhetoric and reality. He certainly knows that there are no gun rights, in, in Canada, and uh, he knows uh, what Canadians want. They want uh, to uh, support legitimate uses of firearms, but they definitely want um, further restrictions on firearms that are not reasonably used for hunting, and that includes handguns and military assault weapons. Uh, a poll just came out on this matter, and of course, physicians, public health experts, victims, groups, and so on, have been very, very clear on why this is important. When you say there are no gun rights in Canada, what do you mean by that? Uh, The Supreme Court of Canada has had several rulings where they've specifically said there is no right to bear arms in in Canada. Um, And in fact, the the right to be safe is is what um, supports government efforts to appropriately regulate firearms and reduce the risk, they will be misused. Do you think there should be a ban on handguns in Canada? Except for the use of police and security guards, yes, and most Canadians agree with me, as do the public health experts and others. Okay, how would you enforce a ban like that? We talked about this on the show earlier this week with Rod Giltaka from the Gun Rights Coalition there who said that the, the number of handguns in Canada just escapes me right now, but he, it was a very large number, and he, he was saying, well, how would, how would this work? Would, would anyone who owns a handgun in Canada be required to surrender to them to the police, or how do, you see, how do you feel something like that would work? Well, historically what we've done, for example, in 1977, we banned fully automatic weapons, and they grandfathered, that's their word, not mine, existing owners. So if you have one, you keep it. 
1991 and then again in 1995, they prohibited certain kinds of uh, semi-automatic assault weapons, particularly the convertible, um, the selective fire ones that could be switched back and forth. And in uh, 95, they also banned uh, short-barreled handguns. Again, they grandfathered existing owners so they could keep them. Bill C-71 has banned a couple of uh, assault-style firearms, but included provisions for current owners. So typically, uh, the Canadian approach is very different than the approach in the UK or Australia. They prohibit the future sale and possession that current owners get to keep them. Okay, speaking to Wendy Souk here from the Coalition for Gun Control and what what I think could emerge as as a key election issue in our country in the fall, and that's over gun control. What what about these semi-automatic rifles or military military style weapons or assault weapons that Bill Blair has specifically mentioned as part of this review? Can can you define what that what that is first of all? What is an what is an assault weapon, and what should be done about those? So the definitions of assault weapon uh, vary quite quite considerably from country to country. It's one of the big problems we have in Canada right now is there isn't really consistent definition. So while uh, both uh, fully automatic and semi-automatic AK-47s are prohibited weapons, the AR-15, which most clearly um, a military weapon, which huge pressure in the U.S. to prohibit its military weapon after use in mass shooting, is still sold as restricted weapon. So we have to yeah. clean up the uh, classifications. And normally the way um, weapons are classified is based on a um, point system. And this is exactly the way the assault weapons ban worked in the United States, but also uh, in New Zealand and lots of other countries that have these provisions. And so there are certainly um, semi-automatic hunting rifles, and they have clear characteristics that are different than semi-automatic assault weapons, which typically would accept a large capacity magazine. They might have a shorter, um, a shorter stock. They might accept a bayonet mount or have a, a muzzle cooler or whatever because they're designed to shoot not with great accuracy, but basically be able to shoot very, very quickly. Um, in military kinds of environments. There are lots of guns that kind of sit on the border where one variant might be classified as a military uh, weapon and another. But the fact it's complicated is no reason yeah. to do nothing. And, you know, my preference, frankly, would be to use exactly the approach some countries use, which is like uh, the way in which we regulate pharmaceutical products, which is they're prohibited unless they're on the, um, on the list of, of legally um, owned firearms. And that's another way to, to uh, avoid the problems that we have with uh, manufacturers changing one feature or calling it something else and skirting the uh, regulations. Yeah, I, I think it's going to be an interesting debate because when you talk about a semi-automatic rifle that is used for hunting... I don't believe many groups are calling for those weapons to be banned, certainly not your own, right? Like a, a semi-automatic hunting rifle, you you believe, should still be allowed. Correct? Absolutely. But yeah. semi-automatic hunting rifles typically don't have, for example, a large-capacity magazine or a pistol grip. 
that allows you to essentially spray fire. A semi-automatic hunting rifle is typically designed for great precision. So, you know, these are not easy questions for sure, but all, all I would say is most industrialized countries in the world have found ways to prohibit these guns in most industrialized countries around the world, with the exception of the United States. The AR-15 is clearly understood to be a military weapon and not available for civilian purposes. Okay, what do you want to see the government do here? I, well, you know, the, the way in which the current legislation is written, um, the government has the power through orders in council um, through the, uh, the RCMP to prohibit firearms. So uh, they could have cleaned this up, um, quite frankly, years ago. And I think rather, given how hard it's been just to get C-71 through, which really just restored provisions that were in place in 1977, um, uh, you know, my preference would be that they move forward with orders in council to the extent that they can. Um, and orders in council allow you to prohibit firearms not reasonably used uh, in hunting. I would like them to, to go, go with a go-forward strategy where the sale import um, of, of these guns is prohibited, but find a solution, probably grandfathering um, existing, uh, existing owners with, with certain restrictions. And over time, you know, we will then see those, those firearms get turned in. Some people may feel it's, um, it's not worth having them. And, and, you know, it's a less dramatic solution than what they did in in the UK or in Australia, but I think in Canada, it's really the only solution. There are over 3,000 AR-15s, for example. If you prohibited and bought those, tried to buy those back or confiscate them or something, you would just have a big fight on your hands. And my view is we can prohibit the future sale and import, and at least for generations to come, we won't see another doubling of restricted and prohibited weapons. In 1993, there were about 300,000 restricted and prohibited weapons, including handguns and assault weapons. Now there are over a million, and that happens when you have no action. In 10 more years, it will be more than 2 million, and it will be too late to do anything. That's my sense okay. of urgency. Thank you for coming on today with your perspective on it. You're welcome. Thank you. Wendy Suk here president of the Coalition for Gun Control.